Welcome to Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. I am your host, Dolores Alfieri Taranto. On this show, we talk spirituality for the rest of us. We focus on the art of beautifying all facets of our lives, using heritage, culture, beauty by hand, ancestral traditions, and old world style to do so. Welcome everyone to episode six of season two. This is the second solo episode I'm putting out there. I loved your feedback from the first one. I'm glad you're enjoying them. This is going to be a quick Christmas special. I'm even putting this episode out a little earlier than I normally put the episodes out because I kind of envision you preparing for Christmas, cooking in the kitchen, putting up some more decorations while listening to it. And I just wanted to carve out a little space to talk about a old world, old fashioned, handmade, homemade type of Christmas. So I'm just going to be sharing with you some of the things I've done over the past several weeks in terms of Christmas decor and beautifying the home so that it has a wonderful winter feel, a wonderful Christmas feel for my family, of course but also for the big day, (laughs) which is just about a week away. We will be hosting here at our mountain house in the Catskill Mountains of New York. My husband's side of the family will be joining us. And the nice thing about having Christmas up here in the mountains is it will be this old school approach because everyone will be spending the night and several days afterwards. So it'll be really wonderful way for the whole family to get together celebrate Christmas, and then spend several days together cooking, eating, skiing if people want to go, hiking, and just just in general using this time of year for what it's really meant to be, which is to remember the importance of the gifts God has given us, the birth of God, of course, if you're Christian and Catholic as we are, this is a celebration of the birth of Christ, and an acknowledgement of all that mystery and magic. And it's a time to slow down in the cold, in the dark, and be with one another and just enjoy the gifts we've been given in this life. Before we jump into this episode, of course, I do want to remind you that my partner for this season where the theme is home is Dry Farm Wines. If you've been listening to season two so far, you know that I am a huge fan of Dry Farm and I love every bottle they send me. This year for Christmas, I have stocked up on their sparkling wines and their champagne, something that I didn't do for years because champagne especially is loaded with sugar and I always had a terrible headache and it just made me feel all around icky. But for the past several years and this Christmas especially I am not afraid to pop some bubbly I have stocked up on gorgeous bottles that I cannot wait to share with all of my guests and celebrate this wonderful season dry farm wines of course are organic they're biodynamic the grapes are grown and harvested by small family farms who share the same old world values that you and I do And each bottle of Dry Farm Wines meets stringent standards to make sure that everything in the bottle is pure and clean. 
Each bottle has less than one gram of sugar. So here is wine you can feel good about enjoying. It's grown right, it tastes right, and it treats your body right. I love sharing that I have a link specifically for Bella Figura listeners. If you use my link, you will receive one of these gorgeous bottles for just a penny in your first order. So how Dry Farm works is it is a subscription service. You sign up, you pick your choice. You can get three bottles of rosé, three bottles of bubbly, or six bottles of a mix of red and white, or just reds, or 12 bottles. It really is up to you. You can have them shipped to you every month, every two months, or every three months. It's pretty flexible to your lifestyle and how much wine you may or may not need. Dry Farm Wines is not the producer of these wines. They source the wines from around the globe. So basically they are the distributor. And through them, you're really able to get wines that you're just otherwise not gonna get your hands on, especially in this country. So if you use my link, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Bella Figura, you will receive a penny bottle. So a bottle for just a penny in your first month's shipment. That's dryfarmwines.com forward slash Bella Figura. And of course, I will link to it in the show notes. I hope that you take a look and I hope that you try these beautiful wines and elevate your table and your wine drinking experience. Also, just a quick reminder that the Bella Figura shop is up and running. I keep adding items to the store. You can check it out by visiting etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Bella Figura store. And of course, I will also link to that in the show notes. In my shop, you can get beautiful jewelry, some of my prints that I'm always posting on Instagram, as well as vintage finds. If you enjoy the show and my content on Instagram, as well as my blog, I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy some of the things that you'll see in my shop. Again, that's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Bella Figura store. Okay, let's jump in here to this Christmas special. So I've been having a lot of wonderful conversations these past few months on this podcast, of course. As I mentioned earlier, the theme for season two is home. And so naturally, part of the conversation keeps revolving around how to make a home cozy and inviting, both for your family that resides within the home and, of course, for visitors, and how to do this not just on a physical level. So we're not talking here about making our homes showroom perfect, but about making the energy in the home something, first of all, very personal but secondly, something warm and rich and deep and inviting. I have an episode coming up soon with Roz Byam Shaw. She is a British writer. She is an author of several design books. Some of my favorite books, English Eccentric Home, French Eccentric Home, and she really covers this cozy English and French countryside approach to designing your home or to decorating your home. And she writes often for House and Garden. 
focusing on just she's written about so many people's homes and it's all gorgeous I mean you can you can google her now before the show comes out and uh, take a peek at some of her work she's also an antiques dealer and her and I had a great conversation about why antiques are not only beautiful but a great way to keep ourselves from buying mass-produced items that are just going to end up in the garbage I was telling her how recently I was walking through Target and you know, at this time of year, they carve out this entire huge swatch of the store for Christmas items. And the thought just popped through my head as I was walking through the aisles. Where's all this stuff going to go? After Christmas? After it's not sold? Where does it all go? This is just one Target store in one country, in one state. We dove into that a little bit and really got into the conversation that vintage items are already in existence. When we purchase them, we're reusing what's already taking up space. So instead of consuming more and more to the detriment of the Earth's health, as well as our own, this Christmas season, I decided to purchase new items to decorate very sparsely. I did buy a few ribbons and a tablecloth from Target. I love Target. This is not a conversation on never stepping into another big box store again. It's just a conversation on how about we step back and reconsider how we perhaps have been doing things and see if there is another path. I ordered a few ornaments from Anthropology, but aside from those small touches, I just didn't have the stomach to run to the to the local big box store and snatch up an armful of ready-made holiday decorations. So instead, I went out into the woods here surrounding our home on the mountain, and I gathered some birch logs that my husband had cut up several weeks ago. I cut a little greenery off the trees. I looked for pine cones on the ground. I bought some post-Thanksgiving cranberries on sale. I got a great price for them, as well as a bag of oranges, some twine, some sewing needles, and added into all that some exciting finds that I found at antique and vintage stores, and my holiday decorating was complete, and also very rewarding. Natural items bring a warm, rich feel to holiday decorating. It's a depth of comfort you cannot buy off the shelves. And of course, there's always that added reward that you made something with your own hands. You feel even more joy when you look at something that you created hanging in your home, as opposed to something that you know is mass produced and you simply purchased and hung up with a nail. Part of the joy of focusing on the season in this way is it forces you to slow down. I found there wasn't a rush to throw everything out of the box and onto the walls. And even now, we're about a week away from Christmas Day, and after I finish recording this, I'm still going to go and hang more stuff up that I made. This morning with the baby, I went out and cut a little more greenery because I decided that I wanted to hang some over one of the windows in the living room. So that's going to be something else I'm going to work on later. I'm going to pour myself a nice glass of wine, I'm not going to stress about it. I'm just going to take the time to calmly create something that 
represents and embodies the season and adds festivity. And I'm going to hang it up when I'm done, whenever that is. I went along mindfully adding items here and there as I completed them. I sat in the evenings after the day's work was over, watching Christmas movies with my family, and I strung together cranberries to hang as garland. I put my own hands to the effort, slow and steady, and there is a real soul-filling joy in that type of pace and work. If you gather all your items at once and put pressure on yourself to create a winter wonderland all in a single evening, like Buddy from Elf movie, (laughs) then you're missing the real reward of celebrating the season this way. This isn't about speed. It's definitely not about perfection. It's about a real and rugged beauty, swapping out material consumption for old world handiwork. I added vintage items as I came across them and brought them home. In fact, last night we came home after going out and stopping at a few antique stores and I found this terrific vintage platter, a Courier and Ives scene from the turn of the century. Children are ice skating and laughing and I just put a 3M Velcro tape on the back of it, put it up against the wall in the kitchen underneath one of the shelves and it's adorable and I only paid a few bucks for it. And then I strung some more cranberry garland and hung it over the shelf and all day long today, I've just been smiling when I look at it. So we don't have to go and buy, 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 consume, consume, and also spend our money to make our homes beautiful at any time of year, but specifically at this time of year. And in so doing, we can also ladle back in some of the joy and the stillness and the peace and the earthiness that this time of year embodies. I found some inexpensive digital downloads on Etsy and I printed out vintage winter scenes that spoke to me. That felt so much better than grabbing something prefabricated from the store aisle where I know there's thousands of them stamped out by a machine throughout the country. It just felt more personal and it brought me joy. The whole feel of the season has been one of intent cultivation and expression of beauty and appreciation for the natural world around me as well as the things of old that were built to last. These are things that just make me happy. Nature, vintage, old world looks, and I want to incorporate them this time of year just as I do any other time of the year. So here are just some of the things I pulled together so far this Christmas season. Of course, I hope they inspire you to add some into your own Christmas decor. It's really not too late if you're listening to this before Christmas, to do one or two of these. In fact, because you are using natural items, sometimes a week before or several days before is a great time to do one of these projects and hang stuff up because you you know you don't really want cranberries hanging up necessarily for two months over one of your mirrors or hanging against your wall. So this is a nice thing to do with your children if you have them or after you put them to bed, 
just so you can feel connected and really in tune with something more transcendent than buy your gifts off a very long Christmas list, wrap them in a hurry and empty your bank account in doing so. Pour a glass of wine, preferably a glass of dry farm wines and put on a great Christmas movie or some Christmas music and just spend an evening creating one of these things, one of these Christmas items and then hang it up and give yourself a little bit of joy and a little bit of beauty in doing so. So the first thing here is I wanna let you know that I have much more detailed instructions on my blog. I wrote a post about this with all the same information, but on the blog you'll see photos and also a bit more detailed instructions, or I shouldn't say instructions, but an overview on how to, on how I created some of these. So definitely check that out. That's at bellafigurapodcast.com forward slash blog, bellafigurapodcast.com forward slash blog. And of course, again, I will link to that in my show notes. So an orange slice garland is a very traditional old world way of decorating for winter and Christmas. You simply take some oranges Slice them as thin as you can. If you have a mandolin, that's an even better way to do it. You will dehydrate them. If you have a dehydrator, you're golden. If not, no worries. Set your oven depending on how its settings are to about 150 or 200 degrees. Lay the orange slices out on a baking sheet lined with parchment paper and just leave them in there for a while. This is gonna take several hours, you know, five to six hours possibly. You just wanna keep checking them and you're just taking the moisture out of the oranges until they have a nice, completely dried feel even on the inside where the fruit is. Then I just took those, I had some twine and I just took a needle and I strung them through the tops. Pretty simple. I hung it up over our large window that faces the mountain. I put some of the bows that I got from Target along the curtain rod where I hung them. And it is a beautiful sight in the morning when the sun comes through and shines through the oranges. And it's a beautiful sight at night when I relax on the couch and look up. And it just gives me joy. It just makes me smile to see them. And it's such a simple little thing that costs barely nothing for me to create it. Another fruit garland is cranberry garland, also very traditional. I did two types of garland this year. I did dried and fresh. I think they both look beautiful. I lean a little more to the fresh ones. They have that round bead-like look and I find that kind of attractive, but the, the dried ones worked just as well. Great way to do this is wait until after Thanksgiving. Cranberry is on sale. Go in there, buy a bunch of bags. I mean, one bag of cranberries is plenty to make a decently long garland. If you if you go to the blog and see the pictures, each of those garland strands is one bag of cranberry. So wait until they go on sale, bring them home. You can just get a needle, sewing needle, and you're gonna need one of the thinner, uh, either stretchy types of wire 
or a less flexible it's it's like a jewelry wire you're going to use i don't i don't i can't remember the official name for it but there's a if you go into the beading aisle at michael's or something like that they have all this type of string and you'll just thread a needle and then you're just going to pull the needle through each bit of cranberry until you have used them all up i tied a couple ribbons at the end of each side of the strand added a beautiful little spark of old world charm and then I strung them up wherever I thought they would look nice again if you go to the blog you can see pictures of those I also posted some pictures of this on Instagram if you don't follow me already definitely head over to Instagram and just type in Dolores underscore Alfieri underscore Taranto and you'll see more of these photos greenery there's two ways I used greenery making a traditional garland that you'll see when you go to buy a wreath or buy a Christmas tree, but also I just picked up some that had fallen and on a windowsill, in the kitchen, or on our bookcase in the office. I just made a nice bed of the greenery, added a beautiful beeswax candle, and some other decorations kitchen i added some of the oranges i also added a few of these adorable vintage wooden ornament hearts they used to be used for holding candles i put those along the greenery some small lamps and done every time i go over to the sink which is about a thousand million bazillion times a day <laughs> in the kitchen it gives me a little bit of joy some of my vintage finds were Christmas ornaments, Christmas aprons. Those are great to not only wear on Christmas, of course, when you're hosting and entertaining, but you can hang them up in your kitchen as vintage Christmas decor. The Courier and Ives platter I already mentioned, the vintage images that I printed out. One thing I also did with cranberries is I waited for them to go on sale especially the organic cranberries, which of course are a little more pricey. And then I made a cranberry honey sweetened jam with some fresh orange juice in there. And I'm going to gift those to friends I wouldn't otherwise buy gifts for. They also make wonderful hostess gifts. So if you're going to a dinner party or a Christmas party, making some in-season jam you know, using something that's in season right now, like cranberries, tying a beautiful bow around it, making a little card is a great gift to give. And it's not terribly expensive, does require a little bit of elbow work, but anything worth creating or consuming does, or gifting for that matter, does. I mentioned the birch logs earlier. I took those and I put them in old containers that we have. So we have an old white pail with a wooden handle. And I wrapped some red and white candy stripe ribbon around it, tied a bow, and I just placed the birch logs in it in a way that looked pleasing to me. <laughs> and I placed it next to the Christmas tree. We have a big wire basket. I tied a green velvet ribbon around that one, placed some more of the birch logs there and put it on the opposite side of the Christmas tree. And I loved the way it looks. Again, check out the blog for photos of it. Such a simple thing to do with basically things I already had. 
and it adds such a nice vibe to the Christmas tree area. Pine cones, of course, very simple. I just picked them up off the ground. I made sure not to pick up ones that were wet and soggy. I placed those around on top of some of the shelf greenery I was just talking about earlier. But I also took some twine and I snipped smaller pieces of greenery and tied a pine cone to a piece of greenery and then tied them together. And then I just strung them with twine and I hung them up like garland on one of my other kitchen shelves. I did post that to Instagram at one point. It may have been to my stories. I can't remember right now. Uh, and if it was, it means it's gone now. But you can, again, check out the blog to take a look at it. Also, I did all this slowly. It sounds like a lot. It sounds overwhelming. But it wasn't. It isn't. It was, in fact, more relaxing and more peaceful and less overwhelming than I've felt other years where I didn't do more of this, where I did more of the, I have to find something to put here. I need more of this. Let me go out and see if I can find more of this. Strangely, it took the pressure off because I allowed myself to develop the ideas as I was going along. I mean, I, I knew before Christmas came, I had some ideas of what I wanted to do, but often with creative things, you see things one way and then you start doing them and they morph. And that's great. That's part of the creative process. But going at my own pace and knowing that whatever I did pull together would be enough because when it comes to using vintage items, when it comes to using natural items, you don't need tons of it. A small display of greenery with dried oranges or pine cones strung together on twine is beautiful because those things naturally are beautiful and you feel their essence when you look at them. So I hope that you enjoyed this. I know it's a little different than a lot of the episodes I do, but I thought a quick Christmas special, something to just stick with the theme of home, but also, as I'm always attempting to do, remind us to slow down, remind us to root ourselves, remind us of what really matters. I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful holiday season. Whatever you do celebrate, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I will leave you with this because it's a reminder I'm giving myself as I gear up here to have a, a busy week, just like everyone else, trying to fit everything in, that I have decided whatever Christmas day looks like, I will do my best. And the most important thing is to not stress, to not get overwhelmed, to not worry if one little thing is off or even 10 little things are off, but to remember that what matters is that the food is good, that the wine is good, that the conversation is terrific, and that our hearts are in the right place, and to just enjoy one another's company and be grateful that we have this bounty to indulge in together and to celebrate the things that we believe in. Thank you so much for joining me. I will resume regular programming after Christmas. I still have some terrific guests lined up to share with you, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of this season unfolding. 
Here's to knowing your roots and cultivating a beautiful life from their power. <laughs>